0: manage those analytics and see if that creative is actually working. So it's not good enough to just look pretty. It's about really understanding that business and what those business objectives are.
1: From RevThink, you're listening to the RevThinking Podcast, a conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. I'm Joel Pilger. Today, my guest is Lori Zlotnick, and we are discussing getting inside your clients' brands and minds.
0: Welcome to Rev Thinking. Rev Think leverages years of experience and practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios so you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Now, here is your host, Joel Pilger.
1: Hey there, it's Joel. Welcome to the RevThinking Podcast. I'm excited to have Laurie Zlotnick today on the show. But first, I wanted to share a couple quick announcements with you for those of you that may not know what is going on in the RevThink world. Uh, First off, RevThink is proudly returning to the country of Moldova in a few weeks where we are Excited to be hosting the Collider Conference. We look forward to seeing many of our Moldova friends there in person for that event. And also, I need to mention that we are doing our next Creative Entrepreneurs event. That's coming up on October 27th in Los Angeles. That's going to be at Terranea that killer resort that's right there on the edge of the ocean. So Tim Thompson and I will be leading this gathering of agency and studio owners and principals to discuss bulletproofing profits. You can go to RevThink.com or PromaxBDA.org to learn more. I do want to say that seats are very limited. We expect to sell out, so reserve your seat ASAP. Okay, to today's show. Lori Zlotnick is someone who approached me last June at the Promax BDA conference. During our creative entrepreneurs event, she came up and said, you know, I spent a career on the client side and I feel like I'm this fox in the hen house here in this environment. But actually nowadays I am consulting agencies with how to better manage their relationships with their clients, with their clients' brands. Well, Lori and I immediately hit it off. I invited her into our Promax BDA first annual roundtable podcast, in case you listen to that episode. And I found Lori to be someone that's just a very strong, opinionated uh, person who comes with a lot of experience from the client side. And what better asset could we use for those of us that run agencies and run production companies than having somebody with that perspective, especially when it's time to up your engagement with your client. Say you're invited into a big pitch, say you've got an opportunity to pitch them on a retainer, some sort of a deeper engagement. How awesome would it be to have somebody with all that experience of living all those years on the client side? And Lori was that person that was engaging with agencies. She was hiring production companies and studios on a regular basis. So she has lots of great insights about the nature of that relationship and how to improve it, make it stronger. So that is my intro and background on Lori. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and listen in as Lori and I get into it and discuss getting inside your clients' brands and minds. So good morning, Lori. Good to talk with you. Where Where are you today in the world?
0: Good morning. I'm based out of Los Angeles today in the world.
1: Got it. And you and I met at Promax at our Creative Entrepreneurs event. And I remember you and I you know we we hit it off immediately because you were in this room full of all of these agencies and you were like oh these are such amazing people and these are the people I really feel called to help
0: Yes, I almost, I almost fell in a fox in the hen house uh, <laughs> That's because right. it was a room full of agencies all talking about strategy and how to approach your clients in, in very strategic and creative ways. And there I was almost feeling as though I had my client hat on, thinking I probably shouldn't even be here listening to all <laughs> of this. It, it, was, it was peeking behind another curtain, so I felt it was important to fess up and let you know who I was and how I can help and, and offer a different perspective.
1: No, I love that. And then, of course, you were gracious enough to offer yourself um, for our podcast roundtable that we did at Promax with you and Patalia and Josh from Big Star and Alberto from Left Channel and I'm Oh, PJ from Laundry. So you joined us for that, uh, what I'll call controversial and hot uh, discussion that we had in the suite.
0: Yes, it was fun.
1: Well, what I love is um, I'm thinking of my former life when I used to run my own agency. Um, and we did a lot of branding and promotional work for TV networks. And I would have loved to have met you back then because I was always trying to better understand what's it like inside the TV network. What's it like inside of an entertainment company? What are, you know, what are the executives up against? Because I, of course, want to solve those problems. Um, So, I mean, it sounds like that's part of what you're doing now is really helping bridge that gap between the agencies and the TV networks.
0: Network executives really are challenged today due to the fact that their worlds are colliding between technology and media and entertainment. And immersive technology can really revolutionize how you connect and develop and grow relationships with your viewer. And it's vitally important to understand that people are consuming media in different ways now. So you have to be out there and be on the forefront of all of these new immersive technologies and how to use them and how to magnify your story. It's so critical to the evolution of the entertainment ecosystem. But the challenge becomes, how do you execute on all those different platforms? People are just now you know, playing with these different platforms. So really prioritizing where and how you put those stories out there. It's a big challenge today for executives. There's so many options and the market has become so fragmented.
1: Yeah, I can remember back in the day, this might uh, reveal a little bit of how old I am, but back in the day when TV networks, it was all about the big launch promo. It was the big broadcast spot. You know, we're going to do this big epic, big idea, right? And it was about the big 30 second spot. And then over the years that has really shifted where, again, you know better than me, but it, it seems like the internal departments at the networks they have these multiple platforms called broadcast called OTT called um, you know uh, social media down the line and then there's, of course out of home and just this myriad uh, outlets where they have to be consistently delivering creative and that one big broadcast 30 second spot, Priority, our importance has really gone down because they have to take that same budget and now deliver across all those different platforms and channels.
0: Yes. And I think that you're presenting, positioning and speaking all at the same time. And so you're Mm. creating dialogues now with your viewers and your consumers versus before it was we were telling you. You know why you should, yeah. and 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 what's great about it. Now we're opening up the platform to invite audiences in to actually become an immersive experience, and you know we'll speak with you in in real time. And it it it's just become a completely different landscape in which it's a media playground now. And depending on how you craft your positioning and your brand and your strategies. You can tell multiple stories in different ways across all these multiple platforms, but what, what needs to remain consistent is your strategy and who you are and your brand essence. So you can't veer too far off. And it does, we go back to that original question of, you know, what are some of the challenges that executives face today? And, you know, it's, it's also having multiple people executing multiple tactics. So you have one voice that may be, you know a conversational tone on social media that doesn't exactly mirror up to the new campaign and it should but sometimes it doesn't so it's having your finger on the pulse and making sure that when you do brand forensics as a as a head of marketing you have to make certain that everybody's speaking from the same page and everybody really understands the core of that brand
1: so so let me ask you this i'm i'm going to put on my hat and pretend i run uh, a creative agency, maybe it's a motion design studio or a production company, and you're a network executive running mm-hmm. a very busy, you know, let's a property, something like an NFL network or outdoor or something in your past. What is it that you wish your agencies, your partners, really understood and really knew about your world so that they could better help you and solve your problems?
0: You know... I wish that agencies, and not all agencies, you know, I mean, listen, when we talk about agencies as a whole, I think there's amazing agencies out there. And then there's, you know, there's agencies that have a specific niche, you know, across the board, I would have wished that like for my agencies that I work with, um, to be able to have the freedom to ask questions and be able to be bold and creative and you know and dive into that business. It it, it just makes better agencies. Right. And you know, and, and have that invitation to really become an extension of your team. I always used to tell my team you're only your agency's only as good as you're gonna make them.
1: Well I love you I love that you're you're saying I wish they would ask more and better questions. That's a really interesting first response to my question.
0: Yeah and and really understand what the you know, the nature of the business is because to be a good agency and to, um, you know, what I wish that they know is also going to be dependent on, on what I choose to share. Right. Right.
1: right. Sure. That's a yeah. great sort of segue question, because often what gets shared is a creative brief. Right. So you, you know, a, a TV network will reach out to its agency uh, or multiple agencies and say, OK, we have this thing that we need to execute called a show launch or something like that. And here's the creative brief. But to your point, there's only certain information that's in that brief that you're revealing to the agency, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, creative briefs are a necessary evil. And I believe that if they're done right from the client side, it shouldn't be the end all be all of, of every single thing that needs to be discussed or communicated. The creative brief should serve as the Project North Star to then open up a dialogue So, you know, the pros of a creative brief is that all the information is in there or it should be in there, the nuts and bolts of the information and that everybody's working from the same document. So let's say you weren't there for the kickoff meeting and you happen to be somebody who's integral to the creative team. You now have a brief that should fill you in on kind of the, the broad strokes and the basics of what needs to happen for that project. It's a jumping off point. For dialogue, I can't stress that enough. That you know, that's the pro of it. It's like here's here's what's going to lead into our kickoff call, and everybody should review that document and come with questions and come prepared. But it's not going to be the one document, and then you never speak to the client again. And that's where I think agencies sometimes mess up is that they've got the assignment, and then you have a kickoff call, and there's no questions, hmm. and so all they're really left with is the written brief and the cons of having a creative brief is that that creative brief could have been written really poorly and or maybe it's in all marketing jargon and and you're speaking a completely different language to a creative team and you know the written word without backup and explanation has a heck of a lot of room for different interpretations. Even just one word can have multiple visual implications.
1: Oh, I, I so love what you're saying right now, Lori, because you just reminded me of, of a story where my former agency, we were invited into a big pitch for a network that was rebranding. And mm-hmm. we digested that thing forwards, backwards, left, right, every which way to Sunday. And then, but we never really asked the questions like you recommended right? We didn't really challenge the brief. Um, we delivered our pitch and I can remember the, the, when the client called me to say, sorry, you didn't win. She said, you know, I was really looking for something spicy. And my question was, where was that word in the brief? And she just, yeah, she just had this blank (laughs) response of like, Oh, I I don't know. So again, we didn't challenge the brief. So that word never came up. So I think what happens a lot Mm -hmm. of times to your point is a brief gets created, but because the internal team is so close to it, they didn't realize the word spicy was missing because they all know they're so close to it. They just know it. But when you send it to somebody out of house, it's a very different, it's received very differently. And things that are missing, uh, they don't know to ask what's missing. What have you not put in the brief?
0: Yes. And you know, I always say your agencies only know what they know. Hmm. They don't know what they don't That's know. That's right. And part of the way that that equity marketing works with agencies is essentially we run them through before you even speak to your client, we run them through a brand discovery process about their client and we, and we ask them the things that they should know about their client. And if they don't have the answers and can't answer them based on not just what they think, but based on knowing really their current brand and some of their challenges, those are the questions that then they can, they can go back to the client and say, hey, listen, we were wondering who your current competitive landscape is. Who, who are your current competitors? Who, what are, your, what are your business challenges today? What are you up against? Why are you doing this project? I think is a really big question that people don't usually right. ask. They wait for the pitch. They get asked to, to engage in a pitch, but they don't ask why, why are you doing this?
1: I love that, too. And that that even bring that reminds me of another story where we once got invited into a a pitch for to to rebrand an entire network. And after the pitch was done, the network said, you know, we're not really sure we're even going to create this new network. And the project went away because we never asked at the beginning of the process, why are you doing this? Because the honest answer would have been, well, we're just exploring ideas. Well, if right. I'd known that, I would not have invested, I don't know, forty or fifty thousand dollars worth of effort into that pitch, obviously.
0: Right. But that should have been in a brief under the objectives. That's right. What are you trying to achieve? That's right. And so that goes back to, you know, the the initial um, you know, bullet point of hey, not everybody writes good creative briefs. And so dialogue is so critically important to be able to have an open dialogue with your agencies where it's respectful and comfortable and agencies have the opportunity to be creative and curious and ask questions. And, you know, it shouldn't be this one way dialogue in that, you know, well, if, if you're the agency and you don't ask me, well, you should have asked me the question. It, it also needs to be, the onus has to also be on the client to educate your, to educate your agencies. And let them know what they need to know so that they can be smart and deliver what you want. Otherwise, it's a big waste of time on everybody's fronts.
1: Well, I think there's this myth out there that <clears throat> at least from the agency side, a lot of agencies will jump into a, a pitch where they don't really know the client well and they think it's really just all about the big idea. Oh, we just have to come up with a, a great design, a great campaign, a big idea, and we're gonna win this thing. And really what you're saying is, there has to be this two-way thing called relationship where we can kind of have honest questions about our business objectives.
0: Yeah. You, as an agency, you must immerse yourselves into the, into the process of the business. So it can't just be, you know, knowing just the brand, but knowing the business that you're in. And I say that in a very, you know, strange way because when you're in the business, like let's say I'll use NFL as an example. Normally, every other company I've worked for, media was my business. The The business essentially was television, okay. right? But at NFL Network, yes, the business at hand, the day-to-day is television, but the business really is football. Interesting. And there's a slight nuance of where your network falls within that corporate structure and in that matrix organization and where you drive, and what the importance is to the corporation versus your day to day. And so, and how might
1: that how might that impact the agency that's talking to you and involved in the middle of a, a big assignment?
0: Well, I think that you have to know where you are on the map when you when you deal with your clients. You 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 must know your clients, and there are other people that are involved sometimes in making those decisions. And sometimes, you know, the the, the network will want to launch a big brand campaign, or a rebrand, or a refresh, or you know, dive into X, Y, and Z. But the corporate objectives and the corporate business objectives are completely different, and maybe they're focused on much bigger initiatives that have nothing to do with what your day-to-day business is.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say it's so. It's a, good, a reminder to me of why it's so important to really understand, at least from the agency side. To walk a mile in the shoes of your client, really understand like what is their day to day world like. Like they have things called careers and and families, and you know they're inside of a large organization. And the better you understand that world, I think the more relevant you can be when you try to solve their problems.
0: Yes, I mean it. it you know where you fall in the matrix as part of a, a larger business organization. I can't think of very many television networks now that aren't rolled into a massive umbrella corporate corporate brands. That's right. So and that's
1: changed, right? That's changed lately because 20 years ago that was rare. And now it's the norm where you have these really giant, you know, corporate entities that own perhaps dozens of channels and brands.
0: Exactly. So going back to the, to the, the NFL example, it's yes, we're in the business of media and television and that's our business at hand. But the experience for, for the fan is really football. Sure. How they consume it and consuming it in different ways, whether they're in a stadium or they're watching on TV or they're, you know, watching it from their, their mobile phones. It's, it's a very, the business is still football. Where they're getting it now isn't as, um, as, as compact (laughs) as it used to be. It's not as simple as it used to be, you know, go to one box and, and, and there it is. So yeah, it,
1: the word the word monolithic comes to mind, right? We used yeah. to just have the the big TV set in the den, uh, and now we have everything from you know cell phones and OTT and various devices and screens, and that of course impacts the business.
0: Exactly, and you know what I like to do, you know, just as an objective for my agency is my goal is to create and 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 train and and coach agencies to be brand fluent, if that makes sense.
1: Well, yeah. Explain that to us, because um, again, now how you're working these days, if I understand correctly, is really as a, a consultant and an advisor who engages with, in this example, agencies to help them, to help them connect, communicate, do business with their clients better.
0: Yes. So agencies are great at creative they're, and, 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 and you'll find amazing agencies who can do both the strategy and the brand and the creative and bring it all together, which is always an incredible trifecta. But most agencies don't speak mar- marketing jargon. They, that's not how they're artists, they're creators. And in order to be brand fluent, you really have to understand the strategic roadmap of your client. And so, you know, coaching agencies to serve their clients needs really is my function to help them understand and, and make sure that they know the right questions to ask and to go a little bit deeper. So we'll work with agencies or production companies before the pitches and we'll ask them about, you know, we'll run it through a brand discovery process, see what they know, see what they don't know about their, about their clients. And again, those type of questions that they don't have the answers to, those are the things they need clarity on before they can do any sort of strategic and intelligent creative that's going to work on the back end. Because remember, the objectives are there. How you get there, how you tell that story is what the agency's job is. And then the executive's job is then to manage those analytics and see if that creative is actually working. So it's not good enough to just look pretty. It's about really understanding that business and what those business objectives are, and then we'll then work with the agencies during the pitch. So almost having your own strategic secret weapon in the room. From my perspective, I've been on the client side for, you know, I don't want to age myself here as well, but <laughs> from my perspective, you know, I can read the room on the client side. I know the players. I know who's in that room, what their responsibilities are within that organization. And you can speak marketing. You meaning me, I, I can speak marketing one to one, and you know it creates that trust, and it creates that common ground to have somebody that's speaking their language in the room, versus sometimes agencies make the mistake of going into that into that meeting and they just they're they're rattling off all of their great ideas and and they really don't understand who who's in the room or what their roles are, or be able to read that room.
1: One thing that you're saying here that's really cool is beyond the pitch. Right, because if I'm if I'm an agency or a production company and I'm jumping into a big pitch, I'm thinking, sure, wow, I would love to have that secret weapon called help me win this pitch. But you're also talking about how to get beyond just the project and evolve to like an account. Like how how if you're a production company, how do you turn a TV network from just a, a project now and then into an account? And I think that's that's all about having to understand what their business is, who are the people, what are the responsibilities, all of those types of insider baseball, right? That you don't have access to. So you can bring some of that perspective, am I right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, that that's the difference between a good agency mm. and a great agency. And so, you know, from from my perspective, great creative agencies are curious. They immerse themselves into the process of the business and really understand their clients. And I want to know as a client that my agency is thinking about my business. They can pick up the phone, have a two-way dialogue, a respectful conversation that essentially says, hey, I was thinking about your business. And I heard what you said about blank, blank, blank. What if we XXX? And so it's... it's. It's immersing themselves. It's engaging with your clients and taking them to a place where you, know, you can challenge and you can ask questions and push back a little bit because you're trying to get to the root of the solution. And a great agency moves the business forward in both conventional and unconventional ways. And you do this by being proactive, pushing boundaries, asking questions, and knowing the brand and knowing which questions to ask so that you can educate yourself and immerse yourself into their day-to-day business and understand it like they would and start attacking things and become brand fluent. And I would say, you know, when I was at Disney, we were doing media plans, you know, for, to, to launch original movies every three weeks. So we had a media agency at that time who, you know, it was the same cookie cutter plan. So we, had mandated that the agency move into our offices for a couple of days a week so that they really understood the nuances and, and, and the differences and how we worked as a company. We did the same thing at Fox. We moved our PR folks into our offices. So I had my account executive who was my main day to day, one day a week they would come and, and sit, you know, in a cubicle and they had the option to sit and attend meetings and really understand what happens in those marketing meetings so that they could attack things from, an insider perspective versus always just being oh, wow. a vendor on the outside. I never look at, at anyone as a vendor. You have to be an extension of my team.
1: Did um, I forget? Did we talk about the FOW with uh, Patalia? No, I don't think so. So we, Tim Thompson and I had this conversation with Patalia Tate, who is um, I think is she SVP at Scripps, I believe. And We were talking about this very idea that you're describing, and we called it the FOW, meaning the fly on the wall. And it's really this idea that as an agency, as a studio, a production company, you don't have to just sit and wait for your phone to ring and simply react to your client's needs, that you can actually be proactive and say, hey... I want to come down to your office and spend some time. Can you maybe give my account person a cubicle for a few days and be a fly on the wall? That's the F-O-W. What? And it's amazing how much that is a like unheard of in our business, in our industry. But I just want to submit, tell me what you, if you agree. In a way, if the first time you hear from your client is when they are calling you to say, hey, we want to invite you into a pitch, you're already you're already late, like you're already behind.
0: You're at a disadvantage at that point.
1: You're already at a disadvantage yeah. because you should have known this was coming months before and gotten out ahead of it. And maybe there wouldn't even be a competitive pitch because you had already started solving the problem.
0: Exactly. And and as an agency, how many times have you had, you know, a, a client kind of pulled out from underneath you because somebody else happened to be there the right time in the right place? It's that dialogue. It's oh, keeping yeah. that dialogue open. And listen, executives don't have time either to sit on the phone every day and speak to their agencies. I mean, they've got teams of people that do that. But when I have a dinner with an agency, and we're talking about a fall launch, and it's, you know, we're now at the end of summer, where all this planning should take place, and they don't even know the shows that are, you know, that are on deck. That's a problem.
1: That's a problem. That's definitely a problem. And I love how you're talking about the context of those kinds of conversations. Guess what? They happen over dinner right? Yes. Like that's, that's just how the way business gets done. But to your point, um, yes, to be a great agency, you have to, you have to bridge that gap from being reactive to being proactive and being in conversation. But in order to do that, of course, you have to understand your client, their landscape, their world. And I think that's where obviously you can be a big and help. listen,
0: there's always going to be clients that, um, that only call you when they need you. So there's not going to be, that's again, reading the room, there's not going to be yeah, sure. some of those clients aren't, aren't aren't going to be open to say you know oh let's tell you everything about our business there's a lot of confidentiality that has to go and that's where the tr- that comes in that's where the trust comes in and and having you know emotionally mature people running your accounts who are credible who are informed and you know that you can rely on them as an asset to go to them and say i've got this business challenge how do we solve this together Let me tell you what I know about the day-to-day, and then let's put some creativity and some spin on that. And please challenge me and ask me questions. And maybe I should be thinking about it in different ways. Maybe there's a different lens that I should be looking at this challenge through. And I I look to my agencies to challenge that perspective. There's business objectives, yes, but I think that how how you break it down is really essential. And again, that goes from you know, a good agency to a great agency. I, I can't stress enough that you have to know what's happening. And and it, it's not always that that easy and transparent to say, oh, you know, I'm 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 living my clients day to day. It's 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 harder than it than it you know than it sounds. But lobbing in a few questions like, hey, what's on your fall launch at the beginning of the summer or spring is probably an intelligent thing to do because we're already getting in front of it.
1: So this is almost like it sounds like this is the advice that you would give, you know, to me, if I was your client, meaning if I ran an agency, and I said, "Lori, I've got this, you know, I've got this TV network out there. And I want to get out ahead of a pitch that might be coming months from now. What do I do? And you would coach me? Well, have you had dinner? Have you asked about the fall lineup? What else? What else can we ask? How can we get how can we get into a proactive stance here?
0: Listen, it's not always going to be as easy as, you know, just wanting to be proactive and picking up the phone every once in a while. Yes, that's important, but you really have to understand the business and be a credible resource for someone to open up to have that two-way dialogue. And and there are agencies that serve purposes, and then there are agencies that you build long-term relationships for. I mean, if I needed, you know, an agency to do a lot of bagging and tagging with 500 versions, I hire one shop because I know that they can do the production and just get that thing out and make sure that everybody gets the assets that they need. If there's an agency, mm-hmm. different agencies are called upon for different things. And generally when you go to do a massive rebrand, those aren't usually the agencies that you're being that you're working on day to day. So sometimes they're at a disadvantage that they don't they don't know your business because that's not what they do. What they do is brand. So it depends on what you're hiring your agency for.
1: So if an agency wants to Sort of shift or evolve from perhaps one specialty and expertise into one that's maybe closely related. Is that something you can help guide them into that process?
0: I think you guys are better suited to guide your agencies into the, into that <laughs> process. You know, my job really, you know, as as a, a, a branding consultant, is to educate agencies and really coach them along so that they can understand. A, how they fit into that, into that big picture of, you know, how to work, how to work smarter, how to become brand fluent, and then using a secret weapon like someone who lived on the client side to not only get in front of the agencies to make sure that they're asking the right questions, to get into those meetings, to make sure that they're being guided throughout that process so that they put their best foot forward from an intelligent perspective and from a market a marketing language you know, interaction. And then on the, on the back end, it's once you've created those concepts calling Zequity back in and saying, Hey, listen, can we run the creative by you? Is it hitting all of the objectives, all the client objectives that were in that original brief? And so sometimes agencies fall in love with the big idea and they can't come off of that big idea, but it only checks two of the seven boxes that the client wants them to achieve with a campaign it's really important to have somebody come in that's not living it and breathing it emotionally and say hey if you change this shot to that or if you you know spoke in, in in the language like x y and z it would hit these strategies of what the objectives are
1: yeah you're so right i mean obviously i yeah the 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 creatives like you said earlier they are artists. Yes. And sometimes their passion and love, which is their strength, can at times be a disservice because it doesn't enable them to see, okay, I love this big idea. It hits on points two and three, but it doesn't hit on four through seven. And unfortunately, that big idea is going to go down in flames unless those points get addressed.
0: Right. So it's, it's then taking you know that strategic roadmap so to speak, that you have because you ask all the right questions up front and then say, well, now, how do we weave in this? You use the big idea as your launching point and saying, you know, well, what would it look like if it did this? And what would it look like if it spoke like that? And is it better and stronger if it does this? And seeing ways that you can jump off with that big idea, because at the end of the day, Joel, that big idea has got to work across multiple platforms. And so if it only works yeah. for television, it doesn't work. And if great, it only great. addresses a certain audience and, and you're not giving me, you know, a, a few different conversations within that same strategy, it doesn't work. So it can be the prettiest, most beautiful and, and clever campaign that, 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 you know, this side of, you know, South Dakota. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. When you go back to the analytics, it comes up as a fail if it doesn't move the needle. And at the end of the day, it's a business. And so your creative has to reinforce what the business objectives are. It can't just look pretty. So we, we help guide agencies and production companies know their own products if you're a production company and provide that information, do your own brand discovery, provide that information to marketing so when they go out and market your product, you're on the same page right from the beginning. And then for creative departments and creative, Agencies to, you know, take that energy and that passion that they have, and learn how to use the other side of their brain, and you know, become brand fluent. Exercise both parts of those of that brain. It makes you a better creative.
1: Well, I sure do wish I had a secret weapon like you many years ago, because I would have probably saved myself a lot of heartache in some uh, pitches that really got off on the wrong foot and some accounts that I was trying to develop, but never, never really got them out of just a project to project type of relationship. So I guess that leads me to maybe a, a good wrap up question. And that is how do, how do, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about what you do?
0: It's really easy to get in touch with me. You can go to ZequityMarketing.com or shoot me an email at laurie, L-O-R-E-Y, at Rev
1: RevThinking is produced by RevThink. Feel free to connect with us at revthink.com. We'd love to help. And hey, if you like the RevThinking podcast, please do us a favor by subscribing on iTunes and giving us your feedback.
0: Thanks for listening to Rev Thinking.
1: I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.